I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Today in part two, our guest Angela Gilman, the host of Let's Design a Life of Joy podcast, continues her story of miracles, and she shares one of the most amazing miracles she received in her life as she dealt with her health issues and what she learned from witnessing her mother's miracle. And I know that you're going to enjoy hearing all of Angela's thoughts and celebrating her miracles with her. Stay tuned for more inspiration from Angela. A couple years down the road, we had already had our daughter and then we wanted to have a second child. And I was like, oh, shouldn't be any problem. Had no problem getting pregnant with our daughter. And it's like a couple of years went by, like nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was like, what is going on? So then went to a fertility doctor and she said, oh, like your FSH, which makes you ovulate should be like around 10. And then she checked mine. She's like, oh, yours is at 25. That's really high. Like over 15 is not good. And like over 20, you're considered sterile. And then she's like, but let's check next month. Maybe it'll fluctuate and go back down. So I was like, okay. So then the next month it was at 50, it was higher. She's like, you're going to have to have donor eggs. Like you're not going to be able to have kids. And so I was like, really? That's weird. So then I was like, I just think I can do it. I was thinking back to my mom, like, I think I could do it. And I'm thinking about my dog, that acupuncture helped the dog. And then I was like, maybe if I just find a roadmap. And I remembered I'd seen this interview years before on Oprah with this doctor who wrote this book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. But I remember that book. I should probably get that book. And then I got the book and then I looked in the back for high FSH, like in the glossary. And I opened it up and then she was talking about this lady who had the exact same situation. Me had had one child and then went to get pregnant again. And then high FSH, it was at 50 or 49. It was like almost identical to mine. And she had a baby. I was like, I'm just going to do what she did. And so I followed everything and I went to an acupuncturist and it took four months. I got pregnant, had a miscarriage. And then my acupuncturist like, nope, just keep going. Let's just keep going. Keep coming in. Okay, keep getting your treatment and you're getting better. He's like, don't think of this as defeat. You're getting better. Next month, I was pregnant with twins. And I had looked it up and I had seen a statistic. It said, if that's your FSH, you have a 1% chance of getting pregnant in any cycle and a 3% chance, if you even did, of a live birth. And I had two babies. My word. Yeah, it's crazy. But, it sounds um, like you are divinely guided. <laughs> I think everybody's always looking for miracles and hoping for miracles. Right. So I had had all this stuff happen. So I knew you could figure out ways around things like you could navigate if you had to. So I have those two boys and now they're 13 and doing great. But um, yeah, I've had crazy stuff happen that, yeah, I had to kind of weave through. Wow. And that's really amazing that the example of your dog was something that empowered you because like you said, how could it be placebo with the dog? He doesn't know. Yeah. So it couldn't be because it was in their mind. Right. Yeah. So it also made me think like, oh, this is like a legit thing. Yeah. I just felt really, really, really lucky. And I had the twins naturally. I didn't have IVF. I didn't have any fertility treatments, nothing. So yeah, my odds of having two healthy babies was like 
it just wasn't a thing. And then my twin sister were identical. And so she'd offered to donate some of her eggs because then it would be genetically my kid. Exactly. Cause we're identical. So I had right. those frozen as backup, but even she was like, because you have these on the side and you don't have to stress, you're not even going to have any trouble. Like she even knew she's like, you're going to get pregnant. And right before the, the pregnancy, the miscarriage, I had gone in because my fertility doctor wanted me to have another test done, some scans, and they didn't come out good. So she's like, let me just do an ultrasound and check how things are. Because she had noticed besides that, something with my uterus was like a little weird. And she didn't know like if we decided to do the IVF, if things were going to need to be fixed first. And then when she was in there looking, she's like, what have you been doing? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you went from having no follicles in either side to lots in both. She's like, you look like a different patient. What have you been doing? And I was like, I went to acupuncture and a nutritionist. And she's like, give me their numbers right now. She was like, there's no way. <laughs> and then that month I had gotten pregnant and that was crazy. So huge difference, like mind blowing. And it's totally changed my whole attitude about my health. Since then, I've had breast cancer and survived and all kinds of stuff. And during that process with the acupuncture, I had an incurable autoimmune disease that's been gone ever since. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's crazy. But then when things happen to me now, it doesn't phase me. Like it would, some people would freak out. I'm just like, oh no, I've got this. And I don't just kind of do it. I'm not trying to positive think myself into it. I was like, I'm always like, oh no, I've got this, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of nice. <laughs> A lot of times we don't feel like we've got it. We feel like it's out of our control. And so that's really amazing. Yeah. I feel lucky to have that mindset going into it. It's really hard if you don't cultivate that somehow before, which it seems like it kind of happened for me by accident. If you can cultivate it before, it's a lot easier to hold on to it than if you try to do it in the middle of it. I can imagine yes. hard. And then you're beating yourself up because you're not being positive, but it's like, really? This is like a tough situation. So like, I get it when people can't be that way. I 100% get it. It was interesting how much you already had in place, which I think gave you even greater ability to be resilient, to even think, to go listen to a book and to even absorb the joyful book. That really says a lot about you. You know, I think the joy part was when I realized when I was so down and you start researching happiness and all that kind of stuff. And happiness is so like temporary and comes and goes. Before, I think I would have said I was looking to be happy, but joy is just something you can just have in the moment and just be filled with from just looking at your kids or having a moment of gratitude or whatever. So I was like, I think that's more what I'm looking for. I can sense that. And I just love your energy and for you to share this with other people and to help them to find joy and to find joy in their surroundings. Several of our listeners are looking for hope. They're in some very difficult situations and they're feeling a need for more hope. And besides the awesome book, what was the other one that you mentioned? It's called Joyful, Fatel Lee. I want to share that with other people that don't know it's an option. You don't have to be like in a depressing life situation. So I always like encourage people, like a lot of people are afraid that they can't use color. They will decorate in muted tones. And I always tell people you can have neutral couch, you know, that's actually practical and maybe neutral walls, but then have colorful pictures on the wall or throw pillows 
You can add the color in that way, and then you can swap it out with the season. So you can go fall colors, spring colors, summer colors, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, you can add it in. I think it's a lot more fun. So yes, I want people to know that they can have playful, fun homes and not worry about like, you know, you watch the Marie Kondo thing and everyone thinks it's minimalism, but it's not minimalism. She doesn't tell people to get rid of everything. She says, look for sparks of joy so that when you're done, everything you look at gives you a feeling of joy. So that could be a lot of things. So I think it's just teaching people little things like that, that they could do that might make them happy. Even just organize your stuff in such a way that every time you go into a drawer or you're looking for anything, it makes you happy. Yeah. There's just little things you can do. And when you have a bunch of pictures that are all kind of similar, like gallery walls, that's like a fun feeling. It gives a neat feeling to a room. Then after I get the pantry organized or I get the drawers organized, I love to go back and look at them again and again and again. I can't <laughs> stop myself. I walk by, I'm like, oh, look at you, beautiful. You're gorgeous. Like, just makes me so happy. <laughs> because it did take yeah. some thought and some effort. And like you said, even thinking, does this thing bring me joy or does it not? Or is this useful? And so it does, it feels good when you get that project done. So yep. I can totally see that. <laughs> so have you gone into people's homes and help them to do this yet? You know what? I usually just do it with friends and things. So um, uh-huh. I'm starting a podcast called Let's Design a Life of Joy that I'll just interview people and talk to them about how they can do it in their home. And then I'll have like visual stuff on my Instagram that you can look at and figure out because I think it's really personal. So I just want to help people kind of figure it out even on their own. And um, those books are really great. But anything you can do to change your mindset. So maybe you can't afford Audible even, but maybe you have a smartphone and you could listen to things on YouTube and TED Talks. I listen to all those all the time. Anything that will give you a different way for your brain to think, to switch to a different mode, because it seems like negative thoughts seem to snowball on each other. So you'll have one and you have another and another, and it just takes momentum. But if you can give your brain something else to focus on and change that pattern just a little bit, even for part of the day and just watch a funny movie, talk to a friend. And if you're really in despair, definitely reach out to like mental health professional, you know, if you're having suicidal thoughts, anything like that, for sure, just anything you can do to change your mindset, get outside and take a walk. It sounds stupid, But walks, my husband and I did those every single night. We walked three miles. It was life-saving. Like, it was amazing. So it does make a difference. And sometimes when you're really depressed, it's hard to get out of bed and stuff. So you just Mm got to think of a reason to get out of bed. For me, I had my kids. You know, I had to be there for them. That got me out of bed. But maybe you have to just sit and write a list of, these are the reasons why I need to get out of bed. And, and if you don't have any, find some, find somebody that needs your help, find a place to volunteer. You know, you're needed somewhere, somewhere there's somebody who's desperately looking for you to help them out and be there for them. I have a lot of friends who volunteer and we all get so much out of that. So just anything you can find to change your mindset and give yourself a purpose. Those are like the two things that you really have to have. Right. Yeah. That purpose is just so, so important. It's helpful. (laughs) Hugely. 
even like for me now when everything's normal, I still need it. And I hadn't done it in a while because after the pandemic, it's like, I used to always volunteer at the kids' school and it's weird now. So I was like, I need something. And then I found a place to volunteer that I really love put yourself in the place that makes you happy to volunteer at, like at a community garden or at a nursing home. So it could be at a museum. It could be all kinds of places that might light you up. Well, you don't have to feel like you're going to have to live there. You know, if you tell them usually this is my time frame I have and they'll usually accommodate. So. Right. Wow. That's, that's a really great point because I know that when I do service, it definitely does light me up and there's a part of me that does feel better. And so I appreciate you bringing up looking for ways where we feel happy doing the service. I was wondering if there was anything else that you would like to share. The only thing I can say is meditation. I would add meditation to that every day to start off your mind and the right mindset. And before you go to bed at night, I always listen to meditation and write out what you're grateful for every day. And, um, Oh, if you feel you need a kick in the butt for motivation, I love Jen Sincero. She's very funny. She writes the funny, <laughs> like swearing self-help books, if that's more your thing. I love her books. Uh, well, thank you. So, okay. So we wanted to get a hold of you. How would you recommend that we find you? My Instagram and um, my podcast is Let's Design a Life of Joy. So right now that's the best way to find me. Wow. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for sharing these insights and thank you for the messages of hope and inspiration and how you got through such a hard time and tools and resources that we can use even on a daily basis to increase our joy. It was great to visit with you today. Oh, it was great to visit with you too. It was so much fun. (laughs) Thank you. I was amazed at Angela's faith and the way she looked for awesome things in her life, which not only brought her more joy, but also opened her eyes to the incredible miracles she was blessed with. Angela shared with us some of the tools she used to increase her joy to overcome feeling depressed during her trials. She looked for positive things that she could fill her brain with, such as listening to positive books on Audible, and she recommended The Book of Awesome by Neil Pasrika, which talks about looking for and celebrating all the little awesome things in our day. She also talked about the book Joyful, The Surprising Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness by Ingrid Fattel Lee, which is about surrounding yourself with simple things to bring you joy. Angela talked about changing her mindset and using the power of the mind to create positive thoughts. She talked about being grateful for the little things and how trials can actually deepen our joy and how finding a purpose and a reason to get out of bed every day serving her family, volunteering, surrounding herself with color and simple things in her home can bring joy. I look forward to visiting with you more next time. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.